Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camarie Rorda, and we have had some exciting stuff happen. Over the last week, we got to select our 2023 leadership team. It consists of six ladies and gentlemen from around the country who are so ready to step up and make a difference in the world um, in their own way. They have a passion for this industry, for competition, for helping one another, and most importantly, every single one of them has a passion for bringing faith to the forefront and their love of God and sharing that, uh, which at the end of the day, you know, none of this would be here without him. So we definitely want to keep him in the lead, and we are so excited and happy to welcome the new 2023 Rodeo Kids leadership team. You can head on over to the Rodeo Kids TikTok to meet them and hear their application videos, and you will be seeing them throughout the year. If you're familiar with Rodeo Kids at all, you know that we are striving always to make a difference in your life, in rodeo kids, rodeo families, and just those who love and embrace the Western way of life. So we would love for you to head on over to Rodeo Kids and join our team now. We have so many cool things in store for the Rodeo Kids ambassadors this year, and we cannot wait retreat where the team leaders will come together to plan out all of our Zooms, our podcasts, the cool opportunities and team building things that we will get to do. Because this is an opportunity unlike any other industry. Just think about it. How many other industries, like say you've got friends who like the NFL or the NBA or the NBA, whatever it is, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, How many opportunities do they have to meet with professionals in that industry from world champions to business owners to authors to inspirational people, coaches, just all kinds of people and ask them for their advice and hear their stories and get to interact with them directly. This is life-changing stuff and you get to do it with other kids who are also aspiring to grow both inside and outside of the arena. So this opportunity is unlike anything else you're going to find out there. It's amazing. It's different. It's virtual. So you can do it from anywhere. And it's just a great opportunity to meet all kinds of people. So head on over to rodeokids.com and join now. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. What is wisdom? Why is it important? And how does it relate to rodeo and the Western industry? This is a question that I have been asking myself. Uh, The other day, I opened up my Bible to Proverbs. And uh, it just kind of reignited uh, this, or maybe just ignited for the first time, this real desire to learn about wisdom and talk about like where our country's at, where we are going forward, things that kids right now, the kids these days right now need to grasp onto uh, to make the future better than where we are right now. You know, that's our goal, I think. America is a great place to live, and there's a lot of wonderful things happening and amazing opportunities out there, and there's so, so, so many good people, but yet we all can agree, I believe, that there's some craziness going on right now, and that when we take a lot of the things out of schools and start to allow free-for-alls and uh, kind of 
get rid of the moral code that this country was founded on in the Bible, um, one nation under God, that we're kind of starting to fall apart a little bit. Um, we're starting to see things that a lot of us don't like. There's more and more people homeschooling. There's just more segregation, not just in race, but in politics, religion, friendships, like so many things that just aren't making sense. And I think it's because we have lost a lot of the wisdom or we're not utilizing the wisdom that we have. We're going off of opinions and feelings instead of facts and history and uh, trusting our guts and our intuition and, um, you know, and, and that kind of stuff comes from wisdom. And how do you gain that? How do we reinstill it? How do we, how do the, how do the youth and the next generation coming up become more wise? And how do they navigate this life? Well, I want to share a little bit about that today because I think it's really important for all of us and for the adults and the parents that listen to this to revisit some of this stuff because when it's not taught in schools and there's less and less people going to church and the churches have even changed, um, it's just important to revisit what this blueprint was that was laid out for us uh, in the book of Proverbs. So that's what we're going to talk about today is wisdom. Let's start with just a couple simple definitions of what is wisdom. So I'm using the Life Application Study Bible, which is awesome, and I absolutely love it. It has the Bible verses. It has a breakdown of what the chapter is all about. It has explanations of things, and for every verse, it breaks it down into simple, everyday, modern terms. So if you are looking to learn more about the Bible and be able to understand it, again, that's the Life Application Study Bible. But in that, um, in this book of Proverbs where it's talking about the explanation of of what this whole chapter is about or what this whole book is about, it says, wisdom is the mind of God revealed. As I looked it up in a couple different dictionaries, a different definition is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Another definition is the ability or result of an ability to think and act utilizing knowledge experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. The last definition I wrote is accumulated knowledge, erudition, or enlightenment. Let's break this down a little further. One of the words that gets repeated consistently is knowledge. So what is knowledge? According to the Bible that I'm reading, knowledge is having the facts, plain and simple, having facts. Uh, when we look at some of the different dictionaries, one of them is information gained through studying. Another is facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education. So these are things that you learn from other people, something that has probably been studied for generations or for years and years and years by scientists, something that has been um, you know, researched and all of that. But having all of that knowledge doesn't matter if we don't have wisdom. That's one of the quotes in this deal that without wisdom, knowledge is useless because knowledge is having the information, but wisdom is discerning how to use it, when to use it, where to use it, and why we use it. And that's what's really important because if your knowledge is misplaced, it's useless. You know, if you go to a meeting and you've got all this knowledge, but it doesn't apply or you don't have the wisdom to apply it, well, then 
here you are. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't make a difference how much you know if you don't have the wisdom to be able to use their judgment or your experience to apply it and to create action on that. Let's talk about how you gain this information. Well, knowledge we gain from studying, observing, reading, going to school, listening, asking questions, your instinct, which is like your natural, like how our survival skills, for instance, that would be instinct. Um, Things that are in our subconscious that we just naturally do and don't really understand why. That would be instinct. Um, Another way to think of instinct is your gut feeling. Like when you're about to do something and you get this feeling deep down inside of you and you're just like, no, I shouldn't do that. Or sometimes you get this feeling where you're like, no, I should do that. I should say something. I should make a difference. I should, um, whatever it is, whatever that gut feeling is telling you, I should go after that goal, even when it doesn't make sense to, um, that's your instinct. So you can a lot about life and a lot about how to react and how to do things. And you can gain wisdom through knowledge, which is part of wisdom. They kind of, they need to be together. Um, you need to have the knowledge and then the wisdom together. And so how do you gain wisdom? Like, it's pretty simple to gain knowledge if you put yourself out there and you ask the questions and you do the things we just talked about. That's not hard. If you open your mind and you allow yourself to read, to write, to, to be involved, you will gain lots of knowledge. But how do you gain wisdom? So one of my first suggestions is surround yourself with people who are wise. Surround yourself with people who have experienced life because it tells us that wisdom is our experiences, um, our knowledge, and the quality of good judgment. Well, people who have lived a lot of life have experienced a lot of things and gained a lot of knowledge. So having those conversations with your parents, with your grandparents, going to breakfast at your local coffee shop from time to time. Like you're going to learn so much from the people that came before you. Another way to gain wisdom is to head to your Bible. Like that's where it all starts, guys. That's what our country is founded on. That's what our systems are rooted in and Um, You know, we've kind of gotten away from all of that and we don't visit it as often. We don't go to church as often. Uh, We're too busy chasing dreams and goals and uh, chasing after kids and jobs and money and all of this stuff that a lot of us, including myself, have gotten detached from the root of it all to to know the purpose and to understand it. And uh, so, like I said in the beginning, I've started reading the book of Proverbs and it's just kind of opened up my eyes to oh yeah, here it is. Here's my blueprint. Here's how I understand right from wrong. Here's how I gain the wisdom and the knowledge to make a difference in others' lives, in my lives. Here is a moral code to live by. I want to read a little bit to you about what the Proverbs are. Like, what is this book in the Bible all about? And so I'm just going to read this to you. It says, alphabet, letters, vowels, and consonants formed into words, sentences, paragraphs, and books, spoken, signed, whispered, written, and printed, from friendly advice to impassioned speeches, and from dusty volumes to daily tabloids. Messages are sent and received with each sender trying to impart knowledge and wisdom. Woven into human fabric is the desire to learn and understand. Our mind sets us apart from animals, and we analyze conceptualize, theorize, discuss, and debate everything from science to the supernatural. We build schools, institutions, and universities where learned professors can teach us about the world and about life. Knowledge is good. 
But a vast difference stands between knowledge, having the facts, and wisdom, applying those facts to life. We may amass knowledge, but without wisdom, our knowledge is useless. We must learn how to live out what we know. The wisest man who has ever lived, Solomon, left us a legacy of written wisdom in three volumes, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Songs of Song, Song of Songs. In these books, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he gives practical insights and guidelines for life. First of these three volumes, Solomon passes on his particular advice in the form of Proverbs. A proverb is a short, concise sentence that conveys moral truth. Like, side note, we need a lot of moral truths right now in this world. There are so many things going on um, in schools and governments and relationships and families that I think we can all agree we need a little bit more morality. So feel like we're on the right track here. All right, let's continue. The book of Proverbs is a collection of these wise statements. The main theme of Proverbs, as we might expect, is the nature of true wisdom. Solomon writes, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. He then proceeds to give hundreds of practical examples of how to live according to godly wisdom. Covers a wide range of topics, including youth and discipline, family life, self-control and resisting temptation, business matters, words and the tongue, knowing God, marriage, seeking the truth, wealth and poverty, immorality, and of course, wisdom. These proverbs are short poems containing a holy mixture of common sense and timely warnings. Again, we could all use some more common sense. Although they are not meant to teach doctrine, a person who follows their advice will walk closely with God. The word proverb comes from Hebrew that means to rule or to govern. And these sayings, reminders, and abominations provide profound advice for governing our lives. As you read Proverbs, understand that knowing God is the key to wisdom. Listen to to the thoughts and the lessons from the world's wisest man and apply these truths to your lives. Don't just read these Proverbs. That would be gaining knowledge. Act on them. That's when we have wisdom. Oh, yeah, about you guys. But when I read that, like, it fired me up. (laughs) This is what I need to hear right now. This is what's going to give me hope and direction in this time of, you know, right now it's cloudy and dark outside. And so just kind of gloomy. And on these days and in these moments, like, you need something to go by. And as we listen to different media and TikToks and what we see on social media, what we talk about and what's on the news, it's just kind of doom and gloom right now. So we need something to guide us, something that's a light, something that's a moral code, something that divides right from wrong. And it's not the media because we can all agree that the media is not what we want to follow and that the devil is lurking behind every corner there. So um, for me, this was a light. This is something that I just I felt like I really needed to share. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read Proverbs. I'm going to start with chapter two. Um, I encourage you to go to your Bibles and read, or you can look it up on your phones, guys. It's so easy to find this information anymore. Um, just Google Proverbs and you can start with chapter one, which is actually wisdom for young people. So those of you who are listening, that'd be great for you guys. Um, but I'm going to start with chapter two and it is titled Moral Benefits of Wisdom. Before I read this, I'm going to explain how this relates to rodeo, how it relates to competition, how it relates to the Western industry, and um, clearly we can see it relates to our everyday lives, but we'll dive a little bit more into that. Share this with you. Okay, Moral Benefits of Wisdom. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, 
Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge in God. Only to verse five, and that sounds pretty cool. On to six, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Isn't that what we just talked about wisdom being? He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he regards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. So I'm going to stop there. I've got more to read, but I want to share with you a little bit about being blameless because I wanted to look that up because it seemed like, wow, like there's things that I could be blamed for in God's eyes. Like, I mean, I've sinned in the past. I've sinned in some way, probably every day, even though I try not to. And so what does it mean to be blameless? Because I, like I said, I am a sinner and we're humans. And so we're all going to do that. We're going to think things. We're going to do things. We're going to feel things that we don't want to or that we know don't align with what he tells us to. So what does that mean? Like, what does it mean for him to to whose walk is blameless and he guards the course for the just and protects his faithful ones. Well, I want to be faithful and I want to be blameless and I want to be guarded. So what I looked up, um, what I found is that a blameless person is someone whose life exhibits integrity. Those who seek peace, the fear of the God and avoidance of evil. It didn't say anything about being sinless. It just talked about wanting to, to get closer to God and always striving and repenting and Uh, just acknowledging him in all of our ways and trusting him. And even when we do make those mistakes that we lean on him to forgive us and to keep moving forward. So um, with this, I just want to give you guys the courage, encouragement that um, we're not all perfect by any means. And we are all make sins and reduce it. We sin and we make mistakes. And um, that doesn't mean that he doesn't love us and that we can't be the ones who are blameless, whose walk is blameless, and that we can't be guarded um, and considered one of his faithful ones. So on to verse nine, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. And discretion means the ability to tell right from wrong. So you'll have that discretion. It will protect you. Knowing right from wrong and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men and from men whose words are perverse, who have left straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. There will be times that... We know people who are going through things like that. There will be times that people stay on that path their entire lives. There are definitely lost people, uh, but wisdom is going to save you from that. It's going to save you from the people who want to mislead you, who want to tell you that everything has to happen right now. Uh, I'll get more into that as we finish this. We're almost done. I'm going to skip to... uh, Verse 20, thus you will walk with the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteousness. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. So how does all of this apply to rodeo? How does it apply to our daily lives in the Western world and in today's modern world? And how does it apply to competition? Well, if any of you have traveled up and down the road at all, 
you know that there are temptations. You know that there's good and bad things that happen. You know that there's people who do things that you know aren't right, but that still seem like they have success for the short term. Um, And that's something, that's a trap that can be really easy to fall into. And we don't want to fall into that though. You know, my goal in life isn't short-term success. I'm not looking for the quick road because I know that the quick road does not lead me where I want to go. Chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, it says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. And what it says in the footnotes about that is that since righteous people are not always prosperous, we are to regard adversity as discipline. Discipline means to teach and to train. While discipline may sound negative to many people because some disciplinarians are not loving, God, however, is the source of all love. He doesn't punish us because he enjoys inflicting pain, but because he is deeply concerned about our development. He knows that in order to become morally strong and good, we must learn the difference between right and wrong. His loving discipline enables us to do that. And when we were talking about the blameless, um, as I was doing some research in that, it was talking about Job and his suffering and how, gosh, he did a lot of suffering, but he stayed true to God. He still believed in, in the end, he was he got to flourish. And it said, sometimes suffering is God's plan to purify and mature us. In James 5.11, it says, as you know, we count the blessed, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So that's where, you know, the short-term path, the quick road, the quick fix, uh, it's, it is not real, not unless God's behind it. And so um, if there are people that you see that are making their way to the top, but they're drugging their horses, they're drugging themselves, they're um, running with a crowd of people that that aren't healthy, that aren't correct, that aren't morally good, you know, that don't treat other people well, that are conceited and arrogant and prideful and full of ego, like it's very, very tempting to want the things that somebody else has. Uh, that's part of being human. But that's also something that uh, when you have wisdom, you can discern the difference between right and wrong, good and bad. And in the grand scheme of life, that's really important. What we want in the short term um, can definitely get in the way of our bigger plan. And it's important that as you guys, as, as kids who are you know, chasing those gold buckles and parents who are supporting them, I think it's really important to sit down and think about the big picture. You know, sit down and create a a why. Like, why do you want to win? Do you just want to win to get the buckle? Because once you get that buckle, once you win that prize, once you've done that, you've got the tangible thing, then what? You know, and if it was taken away from you or if you don't achieve it because Life gets in the way. You get hurt. Your horse gets hurt. Um, money gets tight. Like there are so many things that can happen. You got to have a better why than just because you want to win in the arena. There's got to be something bigger to it than that. So that when you win, you're making a positive difference in the world. Like I love Caleb Schmidt's story. That man has overcome 
so many things. Um, I mean, from injuries to death, and I mean, just total heartbreak over and over again. And yet he still has persevered and he did it not for the championships. He didn't do it to win the thing. He didn't do it. He doesn't do it to win the money or the saddle or the trophy or whatever it is that he wins for being talented. He is giving all the glory to God and he is bringing more people to God. And that is why he is winning. God wants us to win. He wants us to be successful. That's I'm, I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't be successful, but it's got to be more than that. You have to have a life that's fulfilled without without the things of this life. And when you have the moral good, like the, the moral being, when you have the wisdom and the knowledge to tie together your abilities with your purpose and, and judge right from wrong and to trust your gut and to do even the difficult things when maybe there's an easier way, but you know it doesn't last. You know it doesn't bring the glory to God. You know it's not good overall for you or for anybody else. Um, that's when that's when you gain a life that's full. Uh, but it does take sitting down and having those conversations and looking beyond the superficial uh, success and the superficial prizes and victories and the the pictures and the photographs and the the videos and all of that, which which are important and wonderful and great. But there's so much more to life, and to create that depth will bring your whole family just so much more joy and so much more purpose. And you are going to affect so many more people in a positive way. You are going to be the world changers and the history makers, not because you won the prize, but because you had a stronger why to live for that beyond that, that those prizes, that, that, that avenue that you chose to go down, be it rodeo or engineering, or maybe you're a librarian and you just share stories, whatever, not just share stories, but you share stories with kids, whatever it is that you decide your vessel is to make a difference in the world. Maybe you're a banker or a lawyer or a doctor or the president or a factory worker. It doesn't matter what it is. If you can decide to gain as much knowledge as possible, to surround yourself with as many good-hearted, I mean, just godly, hardworking, true-to-the-core, good human beings, and then you can take that knowledge and what they share with you, and you can create your own set of wisdom, um, you know, read, read your Bible and get this moral code, and then out there and share it with other people. I sent a message to our new leadership team this 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 morning. Um, we're gonna start doing a just a little Wednesday morning reminder of you know just being the world changers and history makers that we all are. And so I said, I just wanted to remind you today that you are world changers and history makers. Every life you affect with your positivity your faith, your kindness, your encouragement, and sometimes even your hard truths make a difference. Just think, if you bring a smile, positive outlook, or even just a smidge of light to someone's day, um, to someone's soul, to something, you know, we have a, a mental health epidemic right now. And so if we could work together and just, you know, add that to somebody's life, 
think of the difference that you'll make. That comes down to 365 people a year. By taking this wisdom and imparting it on other people and sharing it with other people, that's 365 people per year if you do one a day. That's 1,825 people every five years. That's 3,650 every 10 and 10,950 people in the next 30 years. You know, I'm 31, so by the time I'm 61, That'll be a lot of people. And the other part about this is that's really cool is that when you make a difference in their life, they go home and they make a difference in somebody else's life. Whether they share that story um, today or tomorrow or they just go and they do something nice, it's that ripple effect. Uh, When we have that wisdom and we have that knowledge and we take that and we have ourselves a bigger purpose than the superficial things of this world that's when we're going to come back together. And that's when life's going to be wonderful and amazing. And, um, you know, regardless of the bad things that happen, we're going to be able to move forward and persevere because we know that we're living as blameless of a life as possible and that we're living for him and that, that there's more to this world than just the things. Um, so that's one of the biggest ways that it applies to rodeo, um, and to competition and to life is just that when we have wisdom, We know right from wrong. We can discern good from bad. We can make good decisions and we can trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. And and even when it doesn't make sense, we can lean on him because he is not here to harm us. He is here to see us, um, to give us strength and to wisdom, strength and wisdom. Um, You know, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And he wants you to be successful. You know, it says, um, as we read in chapter two, verse 21, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. Um, and that's, that's just great. And he will take care of us and he will help us flourish and see that success that we want, um, when we have more than just the things. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, I hope if you learn something from this, um, if something sparked an interest in you that you'll go grab your Bible, you'll read the book of Proverbs. Uh, you'll start to just think about how those things can affect you, like how that can change things in your daily life to make them better and other people's lives better. Uh, you know, because when we read those Proverbs, it's watching Jesus in action. These are, this is his time on earth and his story that they're sharing. Um, you can listen to it. Like there are going to be things that pop out in this book And it'll be at different times in your life. This will be the third time that I've read the entire book of Proverbs um, in the last four years. And every time I read it, it applies differently. So don't just read it once. Go revisit it at least once a year. Um, And the last thing that we can do to gain wisdom is to let go of our pride and ego. Be open-minded and allow yourself to be wrong. Accept that we've made mistakes Um, and be willing to learn from them and you will grow and you will flourish and you will be so successful. God wants you to win and I want you to win. If there's anything at rodeokids.com that we can do for you, that we can cheer you on, that we can support you, please let us know. Um, Again, if this made a difference in your life today or if if somebody's on your heart when you listen to this and you think, gosh, I just need to share this with somebody. There's somebody who's struggling right now. There's somebody who needs a pick-me-up. There's somebody who needs a reminder or there's just somebody who lives by these standards that I'm proud to call my friend and I want them to know that this podcast 
made me think of them because that's the kind of life that they live. And that's, I look up to them for that. Whatever it is, please share the podcast. Let us know what you think, guys. Show it in the comments. Um, Share it on the Rodeo Kids Facebook page, uh, Instagram, TikTok, or of course on the website, rodeokids.com. We want to hear from you. We want to grow together and make this industry the best that it can be. We're the only industry left that Uh, stands for the American flag no matter what. We pray together in unison. We sing the national anthem. We salute the people that protect our country and that, you know, that have come before us, that are amongst us and who will come after us. And we look out for them. And gosh darn, I want to keep it like that. And I want us to be the leaders in bringing other sports and, um, and activities and hobbies and things that where people come together. I want us to to stand strong in that and that when times get tough, that they look at us and say, hey, these people stuck together and we need to look at what they did because it made a difference because they are a family and that's what we want too. So hopefully um, together we can bring God back into our schools, back into our sports and back into our everyday lives. So the rest of the week, I want you to go out there, be those world changers and history makers by just impacting one person a day. Make that a goal of yours and we will change the world together. Thank you guys for listening. Safe travels, good luck, and God bless. Hey guys, we have talked all about wisdom and knowledge during this podcast, and another way to gain it is through educational experiences like clinics, camps, lessons, and those books, DVDs, and cool things that you can utilize to increase that knowledge and gain that wisdom. We want to help you do that through a Rodeo Kids scholarship. We give them away each month, the last Monday of every month. So if you are listening to this the week that it is released, you have just a few days to get your applications in. Applications must be received completely and correctly filled out midnight on Sunday, and your name will be in the hat to be Tran for a Rodeo Kids scholarship. Again, each month we give that away. The funds, if your name is selected, the funds will be sent directly to the clinician or to the coach for lessons or for the clinic or camp. And if you want educational materials, if that's what you're looking for, we will purchase those for you and send them directly to you just to make sure that the funds are allocated as they are meant to be. So head on over to rodeokids.com, find the scholarship page, and get signed up for your opportunity to win a Rodeo Kids monthly scholarship. Again, check it out at rodeokids.com for listening, and we'll be back next week with a guest.